what's up everybody welcome back to the museum of my mind this is your host Cormisha Moreno and today we have a special episode for you this episode focuses on essential workers so if you are like me or millions of other people in the world you are now unemployed because of COVID-19 aka the coronavirus aka the Rona aka um what other names do they call this COVID-19 they call it corona they call it, well, Donald Trump said one time in an interview, he called it Kung Flu. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's not even... It's not um, funny, but... No. Yeah. So, one thing about Donald Trump is that I do not support him and his uh, racist antics. Like, I understand that this is, uh, this disease, this virus started in... In Wuhan, China. In China. But at the end of the day, it's like the numbers, the statistics that have went up about people being treated badly, like Asians being treated badly. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's fair. And as the president, he should hold himself accountable to his actions and the things that he says. So, guys, today we have my little brother as the special guest. His name is Larry, and he is an essential worker. But before we get into it with him, I'd like to give you guys some background. So on governor.newyork.gov, there is an article that um, that was put out March 20th, 2020, and the title is Governor Cuomo Issues Guidance on Essential Services Under the New York State on Pause Executive Order. I didn't even know that was the name of it. So it starts by saying, earlier today, Governor Cuomo announced he is signing the New York State on Pause Executive Order, a 10-point policy to assure uniform safety for everyone. It includes a new directive that all non-essential businesses statewide must close an office personal functions effective 8 p.m. on Sunday, March 22nd. Guidance on essential services under the executive order are as follows. So I'm not going to read everything line by line, but I'll go over a few things. So essential business or entities, including any for-profit or non-for-profit, regardless of the nature of the service, the function they perform or its corporate or entity structure are not subject to the in-person restriction. All right, that part, woo-woo, ah-ah-ah. All right, so essential healthcare. So we all know that uh, doctor's offices, hospitals are still open, but what happened with the hospitals is that they're telling you not to come unless you're dying, which is kind of weird because shit and I come before I get to the point of of dying so that's true yeah. yeah like they don't because they feel like they don't want you to come there because you know most of the patients in the hospital are suffering from the covid yeah and that and then this is something that's like easily spread to other people yeah that's why they're saying like don't come and wait personally can i say can i say one thing real quick yeah all right so my my point is this like remember when we first heard about the corona outbreak back when it was only in Wuhan, China. Was that like like November or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. When it started popping and coming big and getting big. Uh-huh. I feel like when Trump realized like that it was getting big out there, mm-hmm. he should have cut off all ways with China until they fixed it. Because, you know, China right now, they're, they're good. Their corona outbreak is finished. They're good out there. It's, it's like we didn't take action like quick enough yeah and then they waited till last minute till everything already happened like now out here like we have over millions and not not just out here in america the whole united states is in lockdown right now mm-hmm. a lot of people sitting home they can't make money they can't do nothing they're just home every day a lot of schools are closed so that means a lot of children are missing out on education mm-hmm. like and then on top of that we also have a lot of 
parents that's like not able to go out and make their money. Only parents, only people that's allowed to go out and make their money is essential workers because we have to be out there. Yeah, that's something that's really important. So, um, other levels of um, essential workers, you have people who like um, work at hotels, airports, telecommunication, people who make um, sanitation products, uh, agriculture, um, essential retails include grocery grocery stores, pharmacies, convenience stores, farmers market. Surprisingly, I went to... um, I went downtown, was it like two days ago? And I was surprised to see the farmer's market and on uh, 14th Street. And it wasn't as many people as it usually is, mm-hmm. but I still felt like it was a gathering of people. And it's like, did there need to be a farmer's market? No, trust me, I I, I love the farmer's market. Because if you listen to um, the last episode, Mommy Memories, there's actually... Um, the cover art that I made is a picture of some orange marigolds. I took that at the farmer's market. All right. Um, the next thing it says is gas stations. The gas station on 161st Street mm-hmm. and uh, Morris, it's closed. It's weird because both gas stations by my job is wide open. They open. It's but- it's like I don't know why they closed though. And I'm just, I want to know all these questions, but there's not, like, so, who, who do I even wait, ask? 161 and Morris. Don't you mean right down the block? No, nah, I didn't even mean Morris. What the hell is this block? Melrose, one six one and Melrose. Okay. Close. Morris, yeah. Yeah. All right. So it says restaurant bars, um, but only for takeout are they like available. So when it comes to restaurants and bars, it makes me think one, I feel bad for companies that just open. Two, when it comes to restaurants and bars, it's like now they're given the option for people to order liquor and take it outside. But it's like, why didn't you guys give that option before? Because because it couldn't be in a cup. Yeah, but now they're giving it to people in containers. But the thing is, remember, like, it's illegal to have liquor outside. You're not supposed to, like... like. You're not supposed to, but people are doing it now because of COVID-19. So yeah. it's like, how illegal is it or, like... Like, if you think about it, sorry, let me say this on the podcast. Most people right now, only thing to do at home since the COVID-19 started is mm. either get drunk, get drunk and watch TV, or get mm. high and watch TV. That actually makes sense. So, um, when when everything first closed, right, I was like, "Why is the liquor store considered essential?" And then I had to learn like hospitals can't deal with the influx of uh, corona patients and people who are going through um, withdrawals from like not having like drugs and drinks. So that was like, whoa! This is like that was like a mind fuck. I was like, what the hell? I something that I never would have thought about. All right, um, auto repairs open, laundry mats are open, funeral homes, of course. And even when it comes to funeral homes, it's like people still have to social distance. So I feel bad for I feel like right now we're all experiencing death in a different kind of way. And it's almost every day that I find that someone is dying. I haven't personally lost anyone close to me, but I have people close to me who have lost people close to them. And... There's so many people right now who are depressed and committing suicide. And yeah, we're not we're not supposed to be outside unless you're doing something essential. But at the end of the day, I feel like your peace of mind is essential and we all need to get vitamin D. Like we live for the sun. Like we we have to get sun. And I feel like a lot of people are getting depressed just because they're not getting fresh air. And something that I actually saw online the other day, um, Amanda Sills. I love Amanda Sills. I think she's 
she's the most woke most passionate most i'm gonna go hard for how i feel person and she's like you know after this whole situation we really have to think about um prison reform because at the end of the day we've only been on lockdown for what three months now people in prison who are doing life sentences they're in there all day every day they get to go outside for like an hour or we're not going to get chow if that and those are the people like if we're saying we can't do this within three months imagine like how they feel and then they expect people to get out of prison and then like go back to living like a normal life it's i think i think it's impossible it's not impossible it can work but the thing it, it can work, but mentally, it's like on the outside, I could look like I'm I'm feeling fine, but then on the inside, like how do I really feel? Upset. Like uh-huh. a lot of people do that on the daily. On the outside, they put up a front, but on the inside, they're really hurting and upset. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, other jobs on this list by Governor Cuomo: um, banks, insurance, payroll, accountant. Um, number eight says providers of basic necessities to economically disadvantaged populations, including homeless shelters and congregate, congregate care facilities, food banks, human services providers. So um, just to spend a few seconds talking about homelessness and shelters, Cuomo has done his thing, like making sure that the train system is. Cl- oh, you ha- I know you haven't been on a train, but when I get on a train two days ago and I tell you, I saw two homeless people and one he just he came and he sat for like two stops and then he got off and he had a shopping cart and the other one was like panhandling but he moved it right along and it's like the pictures we've been seeing online literally the whole train station is just like dragged full of dirt shopping carts clothes food everywhere he's really done a great job by closing the train stations overnight from 1 a.m to 5 a.m and this is something that started last weekend so that's something I could say that I'm I'm happy about, but I only hope that they maintain this after the COVID exactly. pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. I hope that they do the same thing too. I mean, to be honest, like they want the um like something like that. People need to do a lot more, like that I'm noticing. Like mm-hmm. during this pandemic, they tell you stay in your house when I go outside. Mm-hmm. Like when I, well, not when I go outside, when I'm coming home from work at like seven PM at night. Mm-hmm. I be seeing a bunch of young kids outside with their friends hanging out and they be walking in groups and packs and they be like, it'd be like, it'd be like 15 to 20 of them walking together. I think that's the craziest thing. I still think that people in that age and teenagers and like young adults, I don't think that they understand like. How serious this in life threatening this, this, this virus is. Yeah. And then on top of that, like another thing, like. Some people, they don't know how to, like... They, like One thing I'm noticing about a lot of other people, too, mm. they're not keeping six feet either from each other. Yo, they're not. They are really not. And it's it's crazy because I know people who, like, they'll be fine until they have to go outside and people don't respect their space and then they start getting anxiety. So it's like, I don't know how to support people because it's like, we need to live in a world where everybody cares. If everyone doesn't care, how are we ever going to, like, move on? You know? Yeah. That's why outside is going to be closed for a longer period of time. All right, so number 11, um, essential services necessary to maintain the safety, sanitation, and essential operations of residencies or other essential businesses, including law enforcement, fire prevention, building code enforcement, security, emergency management response, building cleaners or janitors, maintenance, automotive repair. Oh, guys, Larry pointed to himself, so he's under number 11 as um building cleaners or janitors we're gonna come back and to ma- that and maintenance and maintenance because i do i also like have to change light bulbs and other things too like, okay we're gonna come right back to that give me one second 
All right, so next is uh, vendors that provide essential services or products. And that is the end of that list. So one thing that really stood out to me is in school, I'm in student government and we did get an email from teachers um, basically saying like they didn't want to be on campus because like they had families and they were scared for their lives and they wanted us to step up and to say something. And I felt bad because at the end of the day, uh, a college campus is an institution for, you know, for students, but it's also a business that needs to be maintained and needs to function. So I was very confused about that. But in my mind, like, yeah, I could all just go home and work from home because I feel like most jobs are from home. Like, I feel like this time period, we're realizing that everybody doesn't really need to, to be outside, which I think is crazy. And even when it comes to schools, like a lot of a lot of charter schools, I learned I didn't even, yo, I didn't get no laptop when I was in like fifth grade, fourth grade, whatever grade. Matt, charter schools give these students free like MacBooks, Chromebooks, whatever it may be. Yeah, I've been seeing that a lot too. And like, I wish when like, I was growing up. Like the last time I, like my um, last time I seen this was, I was in I'd say middle school. Mm -hmm. They used to have a cart with laptops on it, and we used to like have to do like. Like signing in and signing yeah, in. Signing in and doing like classwork on the laptops and stuff in, in school, but they only had one cart for the laptops. That's crazy. Well, now these schools are really like everybody gets a laptop, and I think that's so crazy. But okay, guys, so we're gonna get into today in today's uh, subject, which is essential workers, and this is something my cat is entering the room. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> Hi, baby. So. Um, ooh, lost my focus there. All right. So as an essential worker, which my brother is, he really feels that he doesn't want to like be outside. And then on the other hand, you have someone like me where I had about like four jobs, like little in and out jobs. But, you know, I was still making it do what I do. And my last job officially closed last week, Friday. So like right now, I don't have like a form of income. I filed for unemployment just as millions of people around the world did. And I did it on like a Saturday that I think that Sunday or that Monday, like someone called me to verify. But then when I went online to, to make my claim, it said that I was missing like a piece of it. But when you call unemployment, you do not get through. So I have a friend. She's been trying to get unemployment for like a month now. And there's like there's no one that you can call to talk to. There's not like a website that you could email. It's. It's, it's it's so much it, it's so much that people are going through right now so it's like like I'm happy that I have family who could support me if I like really need it but at the end of the day it's like if I was out here by myself I'd I'd probably be homeless True. which is crazy alright so did you, did you hear also what, like I also read read about something Cuomo is talking about like he's talking about basically if they can't get this detained by the next time he plans on opening up the city again, mm -hmm. he's planning on having everybody stay in their apartments rent-free until August. That sounds cool and everything, but they should have been had gave us rent-free. It's, it's families right now who cannot feed their kids. True. Because it's like, damn, am I going to pay rent or what am I going to do? Like, I had a phone call the other day. It's like, yo, like, you know, I, I got one of my other friends. Like, well, I got my unemployment. But if I pay my rent, then I won't have money for food. And it's, it's like, damn, yo, that shit is crazy. The things that people have to 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 go through. And it's really like the ways of the world. But let's get into your job 
So tell us, you don't have to say where you work at, but tell us what you do. Like, what does an average, okay, start with what you do and then what does an average day at work look like for you? Well, the average day at work look, looks like for me is this. Basically, Tell them I'm, what you do first. I'm a janitor. Okay. Like, I'm a janitor slash maintenance worker. Like, sometimes I have to fix things in, like, the um in the hallways and stuff. Like, the light the light fixtures. If there's a light out, I have to unscrew it, put put new light bulbs up, and then mm-hmm. I have to put the light in and not screw it back up. Um, But basically, like, I, I'm a janitor. Like, I have to sweep floors, mop floors. I have to deal with garbage. Mm-hmm. Like I have to pull garbage chutes, like garbage out the chute and all that. Mm-hmm. I have to clean elevators. I have to clean the lobbies of the buildings. Okay, did your job give you, um, did your job provide you with masks and gloves? Or is that something you had to bring in on your own? Yeah, they provide you with it, but it's pretty bad. They only give you one mask and two pairs of, and two pairs of latex for the whole day. Are you serious? I'm real serious. I'm and serious. how many hours do you work a day? Ten. 8.30 in the morning to 7 at night. So they they expect you to get through your whole day with two pairs of gloves. Yeah, but no, one pair one pair of gloves. One pair. They expect you to get through your whole day with one pair of gloves. Yeah, but I'm um, starting... Bro, I will go down to your job and fight everybody. <laughs> I did not know that. But starting next Monday, they're going to start giving people three masks and ten pairs of gloves. Do you feel like it's just that they didn't have it, so that's all it, that they could give you? I mean, yeah, that's that's the reason why. We, we, we have a shortage because of the simple fact of... All the masks and everything that we had, the good ones, mm. they ended up giving to the hospitals and other things. Because oh, so it's just like a worldwide shortage and then you guys just didn't get yeah, it like, within that time frame. Yeah, we, it was a shortage, so we didn't have any really good gloves and, or anything. But now they're buying for us, uh-huh. like the staff and everything, and they're giving us masks, more masks, more gloves. Like, like the other day, they started giving two masks and five pairs of gloves, but... Starting Monday, it's going to be three masks and ten pairs of gloves. I, I guess it's better to, like, have one than to have none at all. But I just think that's crazy because at the end of the day, doing maintenance, how like how how fast do your gloves actually rip? Oh, there's been days where one pair lasts me a couple hours. There's been days where the one pair la- lasts me a couple seconds. There's been days one pair lasts me a couple minutes. Like, that's crazy when you think about hygiene so guys just to give you um god what word am i looking for just so you can understand my little brother larry tell them how how um how tall you are i'm six for six uh yeah i'm, I'm, I'm a t- real tall guy six all right and his hands are huge do they have your size gloves yeah they give me xl extra large Extra large twist you? Yeah, it fits me, fits me perfectly fine, no problem. Okay, okay. I can't fit into small. If I fit into small, I you don't have enough. You probably like one finger in small. No, <laughs> no, I could fit the whole hand in there. It's just it, my hands be so cramped up in oh, there. Oh, goodness. I could fit into medium, same problem. I, my hand be cramped up. Large, I'll fit, but it's, it, it'll be tight Still on my hand. Say. And then extra large t- is And extra large is, is baggy on my hand. Okay, this is just... Hmm. All right. So, so my next question. Well, actually, not a question. I would like for you to explain, which we're not gonna say where, but just know, like you know, he works in a hood. So, explain your biggest issue working maintenance, and then what I want you to talk about specifically is like how dirty people are and how much people don't care about sanitation. Like for example, people put like their their beds and their furniture in the hallway. Yeah, like, Why can't you just take it downstairs? Like, what do you have to go through in order to get like a dresser to go outside, or what do you have to go through to clean out like the um, what is it, the incinerator? Like, 
I some days I have good days, some days I have bad days. Like there's gonna be days where you're gonna come in into your building and you the sweeping will be perfectly fine. There's no problem, no nothing. Okay. And then there's gonna be days you're gonna come in and your whole building done fell to hell. Like like one day I had to deal with somebody threw a dresser inside of my compactor inside of the chute. What? Go, like, go, go, go. Like, Sorry, I'm judging people in like, my head. Like they, like, they broke it down and threw it down piece by piece. And I had to sit there, and they got stuck in the chute. So I had to sit there, and I had to bang it to come down so that way I could get all the garbage into the chute. And then I had to pull it out piece by piece. And then I had to put all the garbage into the, into the, into the machine so that way I could cut the bags off and take the garbage outside. But that took me about four hours to do. That's crazy. All I was, right. I was doing that from 11 till about 3.30. Okay. But so, 12, I had to stop to take lunch. So. Okay. How do you feel about when people leave their garbage in the hallway? And do- I, I, About that, I mean, at the end of the day, like, like this is what I tell people that live there when I see them do the things that they do. You live here. I just work here. I don't care what you do. At the end of the day, I just come here to work. Okay. So when I see people leaving garbage and when I see garbage in the hallways, I just I just expect it because of the simple fact that if you have some lazy people in this world that rather put the garbage in the hallway and make more work for the people that clean the building mm-hmm. versus the person that versus taking it out for themselves. Right. Like they do a lot of things that in where I work at that they shouldn't really shouldn't be doing. Right. They do, but they, but it's not just here. They do it. At, I'm pretty sure they do this in a lot of places. You feel me? Uh huh. Like I done had a lot of things happen at that job. All right, like, like, um, give us another example. So, do you do you find that you're picking up like a lot of gloves and like bottles and things like that off the ground? Yeah. Because people are just like wearing them and throwing them on the ground. Yeah. So I think something like that is really important for people to understand because it's like at the end of the day, you're wearing the glove so that you're not like doing like contaminating yourself. But then if you just leave it there, then that just creates more issues, which can breed more viruses, more diseases more issues in the world so for me it's i just feel very i feel very confused like why would somebody just throw it on the ground and not think about like the bigger picture of things true that true that but that's how some like some people are like i remember one day like i was cleaning the building i was like and i and i'm not gonna lie i've seen raw feces in the building human or animal both that's that's crazy like and I've I just was like I you know I'm gonna just pick it up like cause I have to pick it up I can't leave it there. Is I, that is that something that you have to like report? I can't I, if I report it all they're gonna do is tell me to pick it up. So oh. if I see raw feces I have to pick it up. Wow. So how do you feel about you having to like go outside all day, whereas other people aren't? working like do you feel like when you first started working right did you feel concerned for your life like oh my god i'm gonna get sick i'm gonna die like i'm going to like catch the coronavirus or were you just like well you know what i gotta do what i gotta do and if this is like you know what i have to do then that's what i'm doing well i i do feel like i'm gonna get sick i feel like i most likely i could get possibly get sick from catching it by catching it uh-huh but it's nothing I can do about it. I'm an essential worker. I have to be there. Plus, I'm in the front line. I'm one of the front people there. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be worried about it. I have to... Like, I, like I, I have to deal with tenants. Like, I have to mop floors, seal the wax floors. I have to do a lot in my building. I have to deal with... Like I said, I have to deal with the tenants there. Mm-hmm. And... It's just like at the end of the day, I know I don't like like there's there's some people in the area of where I work at that done already passed from it, and there's some people in the area that I work in that has it. I know I know for a fact. You mean pe- people that you work with? No, like as in tenants. Oh, okay. So how does it how does it make you feel? going and you know that there's certain people that's not there anymore and that you have to be the main person that's outside and other people almost get to like spare themselves i mean it makes me feel like i shouldn't have to go to work because of my safety but at the end of the day i'm glad that i still get to go to work because i'm still getting to go out and make money not trying to say that that I like because I know some people right now they're home from work wishing that they can go to work because of the simple fact that their job wasn't essential like me <laughs> and I think I think I'm, I'm well I'm not gonna say I thank God I, I'm glad that I have that opportunity to still be able to go to work every day even okay. though even though I may get up in the morning like, ah, I don't feel like going mm. I'm, I'm glad I have the opportunity that I, that I do like I'd rather be able to go to work than be able to you know just sit home and not do nothing okay that makes sense i i actually looked online so like i start i do have a new job that i just got uh yesterday which i'm very excited about that and but that doesn't start until like the middle of august today is what may 13th so in my mind you might be asking where did you get a job at a teacher a teaching job yeah I'm gonna tell you this now because you know teaching, you're essential too. So I know, I know, I know. But I'm up for it. I already thought about it. I know. So, um, dang, what was my question? My question was, what? Dang, I was so had a question in my head, Larry. <laughs> Darn. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't don't worry about it. It's all good. Oh, got it. All right. So, how do you feel about people who are saying, oh, they can't find a job right now? Because uh, a lot of a lot of places are hiring. I looked online. Um, NYCHA is hiring. Um, there's a lot of hospitals hiring, and all you need is like a high school diploma. Yeah. Uh, who else is hiring? Like, it, a, it's a lot of places online hiring. Yeah, like it's not hard to get a job. Like, there's a lot of places that that are hiring due to this COVID pan- pandemic because they need people. Like, for instance, I know NYCHA is definitely hiring because of the simple fact of. They need people right now. Plus, yes, that's um, that's actually the link that I saw. They're plus, hiring like um office jobs, temps. They're hiring temp temporary workers. Yeah, they're they're so, um their ranges as far as pay ranges between like fifteen dollars an hour to like twenty three dollars an hour, depending on like what job you want and what you qualify for. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a college degree for all of them. Yeah, and like I know, like I know, a lot of places like like MTA definitely probably is hiring right now. So is um, sanitation. Actually, I'm not sure if MTA is hiring. Because I feel like a lot of people, they kind of cut back the train service. And people in the booths actually aren't, uh, they're not actually helping people right now. So it's a little confusing. How you, wait, hold on. Let me rewind that. How are you not helping people in the booth and you're good because you have the glass blocking you? Like, 
they said they don't want to spread contamination i guess by passing the money back and forth oh, okay 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 yeah um yeah so guys you can go online and you can check out what is it nitra.com uh gov. yeah so go online check them out they're definitely hiring for temporary work especially if you're someone like me who hasn't been able to get through in order to get um unemployment i know i'm gonna go on and i'm gonna apply for a job because it's like i said it's may what it's may 13th and i don't start working until like mid-august so what am i gonna do for the next like two months you could sit around or you could go get a job sit it's around true. and look at you every day <laughs> <laughs> i mean you ain't gonna be able to look at me every day because i'm never gonna be home only days you're gonna look at me is my days off <laughs> that's that's what I, that's exactly what i meant all right so i took a um i took a humanities class about two years ago and we watched this documentary and the name of it was white wings and i'm just gonna read um what i wrote for my the my response to the documentary so it says white wings piqued my interest because it made me think about my neighborhood so after um after i watched white wings then like you know i went back to my neighborhood and it's like my community is filthy there is K2 and crack, homelessness, prostitution, and mental health issues, amongst other things. It literally smelled like you were walking through garbage and people were still throwing feces in the street. I'm curious as to what community cleanup events look like. I am also scared of creating positivity in the community because it will lead to more gentrification. My final thought is that gentrification will happen either way, but for how long will we continue to live in squalid state? Dirty streets lead to more disease less healthy food choices, sick kids, ETC. The government plays a role in keeping the streets clean, but what can we do as a community? I appreciate Mr. Hell, who is the person who um, created the documentary about his grandfather, who was considered to be a white wing, for being one of the first white wings who influenced uh, contemporary sanitation. So before there was um, a New York City uh, sanitation department, there was a group of people called white wings and they would dress in all white and they would go outside and clean the streets every day. And, you know, and um, in the olden days or ancient times, however you want to name it, people before there was um, like toilets and and sinks and like uh, what word am I looking for? Agri? No, it's not agriculture. Hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about if you're listening. <laughs> so before it was those systems and how people to like dispose of like garbage and and waste, people would just throw stuff out the window. Yeah, like and that's terrible. Like. You, you know you know that saying, like, you don't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of? Because legit, they used to just throw it out the window. Yeah, I know they used to pee in the pot. I know, like, I said, I. They used to pee in the pot. Oh, and, I didn't want to say. I didn't know you used to do that. Nah, That's I different. never did that. That's dirty. But <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, that, like, they, like, like, they, like, I know, like, I read I read up on some of the stuff that you were speaking about, too. Like, they really used to do that back in the days. Like, they would, they would shit in the pot, throw it out the window, mm-hmm. pee in the pot, throw it out the window and wash the pot out and stuff, like... That's that's how that's how they used to use the bathroom back in the days. Like they used to have a, a pot and they used to have two pots, one for one for pooping and one for peeing. Mm-hmm. And they used to piss and shit on it and toss it out the window because that's how they used to. That was basically their toilet back in the days until I, I, I forgot the guy's name who invented the toilet, but that was their toilet back in the day. Uh huh. Isn't that crazy? Like I I couldn't imagine myself. Um, like yeah, let me let me pee in this pot. <laughs> let me just let me just walk it outside i don't i don't know who told me this but it it was like a recent conversation about how like if you had to if you had to use the bathroom 
then you would just like pee in a container but then you wouldn't take it outside at night because like what if it's cold or like an animal or something outside so then when you wake up in the morning you just have different like containers of pee that you just need to take outside isn't that crazy yeah that's, and that's weird like what's me yeah but you think about like their time period like that's the best that they like could do that's the best that they could come up with i mean of course because yeah, back in the day like back in that time period it was really nothing but wildlife out there too so like that's mm-hmm. why they were probably scared to take it out at night because you know oh, yeah i wouldn't take it out because probably they probably would, would would try to take it out at night and there'd probably be like a bear or like a wolf or mm-hmm. something out there you never know what's out there see like nowadays like we have we have like cities and like so like if, if it was still like that but we didn't have the toilet where we could you know mm-hmm. we had to take our fecal matter and like our urine outside and mm-hmm. stuff and like nowadays we could do that because of the simple fact of there's no wildlife around really only thing that's really around us well not so we're, we're in new york city so there's no wildlife around us but if you think about like other um states other I'm, yeah other states and other countries where they have like they're expanding their cities yeah. and they're taking away like land that was for animals these animals are actually you know they're they're wild so they're actually coming in to the towns and like they're eating like the local dogs or like they're just like attacking people yeah like for instance, like, some states, like, there's lions, like, roaming the, sit- roaming the states and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. then they got bears and all this other stuff. All like, right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, imagine this. If you walked outside right now on some Jumanji shit and it was a lion, what would you do? I'd say, oh, shit, look at Simba and run. <laughs> how, how would you feel? I'd be scared, of course. I mean, remember, we're, we're, we are the top of the food chain, but... A lion is... They're the king of the jungle. Literally, they'll probably maul, maul somebody in, like, one hit. Yo, that's crazy, yo. Like, legit, like, I, like one thing... It's not It's not that I'm scared. It's the fact of... No, I, it's, it's okay. It's watching, a lion. It's from a lion. Watching, you can say you're scared. From it's watching... Okay. From, from, from growing up and watching when animals attack, like, you know, seeing stuff like that, that is terrifying. You can get attacked. Yo, it's this show on Netflix. It's called um, The World at Night, and I've been, like, obsessed with it. And there's this one episode, I think it's in um, Asia, and basically what I was just saying, like, you know, the, the community is expanding, so these animals, they're, like, losing out on food because humans are just taking their natural habitat. And these animals, they're, like, legit running in these cities at night, taking what they want. And then in, in other parts of the world, they just leave their animals out, like, it's fucking chickens running around, there's pigs and stuff. What? Yo, I'm gonna have to show it to you. It's, I think it's crazy, and I really feel bad for all of these animals. Cause it's like, you know, a dog is supposed to be a man's best friend. Like, why you not gonna hold him down? <laughs> I mean, if a dog doesn't hold you down, it means that the dog doesn't really care about you. Or it's not loyal to you. And that's the crazy part. All right, so anything else that you want to say about being um, essential worker? Yeah. Like essential, like I'm telling you, I love it, but I hate it. I love it because I still have to go to work. I hate it because, like, it's just like, you know how it is when you have the job. Mm-hmm. You be you be at home, you be like, in the morning when you wake up, you be like, do I really want to go to work today? Do I don't want to go, son. Yeah, I'm going to call out. Then you think about it, you be like, nah, let me just get up and go to work because I need the money. But then, like, when you got the job, like, it makes you feel good because you're making your own money, you're able mm-hmm. to do things, and... Like, not trying to say anything bad about it, but 
right now because I'm able to work and I'm essential. I don't have to wait for an unemployment check. You feel me? Like, no, that that's actually I would say that's the best part of it because it's, like I said earlier, like some people aren't getting unemployment. Some people didn't even get the. I have friends who didn't even get a stimulus check. Or because they're in college, they don't they don't qualify for the stimulus check, and it's like who's, no, whose you, idea was this? You qualify for the stimulus. No, you, some people. If you're being claimed by someone else, and then on top of that, oh, you're in yeah, college. Then, there's, there's certain stipulations that say that they just can't get one. I had one of my other friends hit me up. She's like, "Yo, Q, like, do you know, like, do you know about like, do we get our tax returns yet? Did this happen? Did that happen?" She's like, "Yo, you know, I don't qualify for this check, and I don't have any money." And that makes me feel horrible. Like, I wish that I was just, like, a millionaire. No, a billionaire, a trillionaire. And I could just be, like... And I could just hold people down. Because I just feel bad for people. Like, it's 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 literally crazy. And I guess the last thing that I'll say about myself, not being able to, to get up and go to work. Or even, not even just work, like, getting up and going to school. Like, every day I leave the house mad early. I'd be in school until school closes, which they kick you off the campus. Let me see. My office would close at what, like 9 p.m. And then I could stay in the library until like 10 or 11, depending on what yeah, the day look. is. Just being at school all day and I have to be home all day is it's so different. Like my sleep pattern is different. How I eat is different. Like I'm really a sushi kind of girl, so I would like eat sushi every day. I haven't had sushi in like three months. I haven't had sushi in three months either. It's, the sushi spot I want to go that by my job has been closed since. You know, that's why I'm like, what a time to be alive! Like it's it's like it's a, crazy out here. And then like also to to add on what you were saying, like remember, I used to go to BMCC back in 2016, so mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Like like about like the school like. For instance, like I would, I, my, I had class at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I used to go to class. Are you taking eight a.m.? I did not know that an eight a.m. class. Yeah, the eight a.m. class was in BMCC. And you got there on time every day. Every day. Oh, you good? That's the class I would have missed. <laughs> <laughs> I had an eight a.m. class at BMCC for uh for remedial math. I'm not gonna lie. No, I saw good. I took remedial math I, too, but I, I'm I, getting my master's and, now, so eh, smart <laughs> either way. But, but you're still not a century though. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> wow! But um, I had a um, I had a I had a remedial math class, and I had to be there every day at eight o'clock. And I would get up first thing in the morning, like six o'clock, take a shower, out the door by seven on the train, and I'll be arriving downtown by seven forty-five. So I had fifteen minutes to walk to school, which was which was only right down the block. Mm-hmm. And I remember like with like what you're talking about, like staying there late because I used to after I used to finish class, I would go downstairs to the library. I, I do my homework and stuff and study in the library with the tutors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I would just chill on campus because I only I, don't, I was only taking one class when I was in one BMCC. Mm-hmm. So after that, I would just sit downtown until I'd say because basically they didn't start kicking everybody off campus there until twelve one o'clock in the morning. Oh, you yo! When I was at BMCC, I never, I never stayed that late. I used to, I used to, cause, cause some people they would take night classes and they wouldn't be getting out till like one, two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So once all the night classes were finished, that that's when they start kicking everybody off the campus. So basically, like I used to, like I, I had a lot of people that I liked on the campus that I used to chill with. Mm-hmm. So I used to just sit on the campus and hang out with with people and you know have fun on campus and mm-hmm. all that other stuff until twelve, one o'clock in the morning, and then come home. 
then take a shower, go to sleep, and then wake up again at 6 o'clock the next day to go to class again. Nah, you're good. <laughs> the, the first time they told me, oh, yeah, that class is at 8 a.m. What? Dub? Who are you talking to? Like, <laughs> that's not my lifestyle. All right, guys, so I would like to wrap up this episode of the Museum of My Mind. Thank you for listening. Larry, thank you for being my guest today. It's so cool when your siblings are like, oh, you know, let me be a part of, like, what you're doing. And it's, um, it's, it's something that's really important to me that we can all speak our peace and get our voices out there and express yeah, like how we're feeling and just sharing things like that yeah, guys. with the world and also this episode happened because of me because i had to keep harassing her so we could record wow <laughs> yo siblings can be so petty nah the next episode that larry and i are going to record is um video gamers i, I had this theory right the theory was that video gamers who play like zombie um video games would be the best people to like be with during a zombie apocalypse because it's like they already have experience you know what i'm saying yeah, like i can give you guys a, t- a tip right now like no don't give them or, a tip no or, they're or, gonna or, have to or, or do you want me to save it for the podcast save it save it for the ne- next podcast all right no problem so that's something that larry and i um that we're gonna talk about also i would like to say so i have a friend her name is mariah esco you can follow her on instagram it's m-a-r-i-a-h-e-s-k-o-h Mariah Esco, follow her. She just released last month a song titled Away. And then she has a video coming out in a couple of days. Um, I'm in the video. She's in the video. Most of my friends from college are also in the video. So it's super exciting. And then I'm um, I'm on Mariah's marketing team. So if you go to her Instagram page and you go to her highlights, there's one that, uh, there's a highlight that says away video, and then there's a way, I think it's like part one and part two. I did, oh, it says away, then away love, and then it says away video. So um, a lot of the, the photos and videos in those, um, those highlights, I did create them. Um, I sit down with her, make marketing plans about like social media and like, you know, what we want her her look to be and how we want to represent her and like what the future of her brand looks like music is something that's been like really important to me and i've been wanting to learn more about it so i find like i i feel like i'm finally around the right people to express myself in a music a musically way how am i saying this in a way that's like related to music uh, actually, uh, the the intro music. Shout out to my music producer Rod Kim. It's like before before I put out like the first episode, probably like a week before. Like literally, I was like, oh my god, I need intro music. My professor was like, you know, how do you feel about intro music? And I was like, I don't know. But like we sat together, we figured it out, and then I have this this uh, project with Mariah that I'm super stoked about. It's actually being released on uh may 15 2020 so yeah make sure you follow her check out her video i'll be doing um a live q a with her and i'll give you i'll keep you guys uh posted about any other projects that i'm working in so once again thank you for listening follow me on instagram q u a m e i s h a and i will catch you guys next week bye that's how you want to say bye like i Deuces. Okay, bye, Larry. Like. <laughs> <laughs>